everyplate.com. Make affordable, crowd-pleasing meals at home. Choose from 14 delicious and affordable recipes that change every week. Everything you need is shipped to your door. Home cooked delicious, ready in 30 minutes. Save time and skip tedious trips to the grocery store. Save money and enjoy tasty dinners that won't break the bank at only $4.99 per serving. Easy cook recipes at only six simple steps and will turn you into a chef. And you can skip or cancel anytime. Examples of meals are sweet chili chicken. Super Smash Burgers, Balsamic Glazed Pork Chops, Tuscan Pork Meatballs, Crispy Blue Cheese Chicken, Chicken Sausage Meatball Soup, Saucy Chicken and Pepper Stir Fry, Garlicky White Sauce, Flatbreads, Caramelized Onion Meatloaves, Loaded Baked Potato Chowder, Creamy Chicken Sausage Penne, Black Bean and Pepper Jack Tostadas, Chili Garlic Shrimp, Crispy Chickpea Couscous Bowls, you get six chicken breasts, ground beef, and four chicken breasts. Just select recipe after signing up. Recommended by 9,000 families. Break the cycle of boring. HelloFresh.com Take the stress out of mealtime. America's most popular meal kit. Why HelloFresh? No skimping on the chicken or steak or fish or plant, plant protein. No commitment whatsoever. Skipping weeks or canceling is super easy. The most five-star reviews. HelloFresh's huge recipe selection. Wells week after week. Fresh and affordable. Chef created delicious from $7.99 a meal. What's inside each box? Easy to follow recipes with clear nutritional info. Pre-proportioned ingredients straight from the farm. Convenient meal kits that fit perfectly in the fridge. A fun cooking experience that makes you feel unstoppable over 25 fresh recipes every week easy meals designed by professional chef and nutritionist 20 minute meal craft burger taste tours one pot wonder veggie gourmet kit of herbs flexible plans skip weeks swap recipes and cancel anytime only order what and when you want no commitments Good morning. Uh, here is U.S. President number 40, Ronald W. Reagan, Part 1. Ronald Wilson Reagan, born February 6, 1911 to June 5, 2004, was an American politician who served as the 40th President of the United States from 1981 to 1989 and became a highly influential voice of modern conservatism. Prior to his presidency, he was a Hollywood actor and union leader before serving as the 33rd governor of California from 1967 to 1975. Reagan was raised in a low-income family in small towns of northern Illinois. He graduated from Eureka College in 1932 and worked as a radio sports commentator after moving to California. In 1937, he found work as an actor and starred in a few major productions. As president of the Screen Actors Guild, Reagan worked to root out communist influence. In the 1950s, he moved into television. He was a motivational speaker at General Electric Factories in 1964. His speech at Time for Choosing earned him national attention as a new conservative spokesman. Building a network of supporters, Reagan was elected governor of California in 1966. <coughs> As governor, he raised taxes, turned the state budget deficit to a surplus, challenged the protests at UC Berkeley, and ordered in National Guard troops during a period of protest movements. 
1980, Reagan won the Republican presidential nomination and defeated the incumbent president, Jimmy Carter. At 69 years, 349 days of age at the time of his first inauguration, Reagan was the oldest president to assume the U.S. president, a decision held until 2017 when Donald Trump was inaugurated at age 70 years, 220 days. Of course, now I think it's Joe Biden, the current president. Reagan faced former Vice President Walter Mondale when he ran for re-election in 1984 and defeated him, winning the most electoral votes of any U.S. president, 525 or 97.6% of the 538 votes in the Electoral College. It was the second most lopsided presidential election in U.S. history after Franklin D. Roosevelt's 1936 victory over Alfred M. Landon, in which he won 98.5% of 523 of the then-total 531 electoral votes. Immediately on taking office as president, Reagan began implementing sweeping new political and economic initiatives that were highly popular among conservatives, but denounced by liberals. Reagan won over enough conservative Democrats to pass his program through the Congress. Economic conditions had deteriorated under Carter with, a, with slow growth and high inflation. Reagan problems on supply-side economic policy dubbed Reaganomics would turn around the economy with lower tax rates. <coughs> economic deregulation and reduction in government spending. However, conditions remained harsh until they finally turned as promised in time for his re-election in 1984. Over his two terms, the economy saw a reduction of inflation from 12.5% to 4.4% and an average real GDP annual growth of 3.6%. Reagan enacted cuts in domestic discretionary spending, cut taxes, and increased military spending which contributed to increased federal debt overall. In his first term, he survived an assassination attempt, spurred, on, spurred the war on drugs, and fought public sector labor unions. In foreign affairs, he denounced communism and invaded the island country of Granada after far-left elements took control. It represented a rollback of communism that astonished the world. With the economy booming again, foreign affairs crises dominated his second term. Major concerns were the bombing of Libya, the Iran the Iran-Iraq War, the Iran-Contra Affair, and the renewed Cold War. In June 8, 1987, four years after he publicly described the Soviet Union as an evil empire, Reagan challenged Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down his this wall. During the speech at the Berlin Wall, he transitioned Cold War policy from the Dente to rollback by escalating an arms race with the USSR. He then engaged in talks with Gorbachev that culminated in the INF Treaty, which shrank both countries' nuclear arsenals. Reagan began his presidency during the decline of the Soviet Union. The Cold War ended in October 1989, and Soviet communism suddenly collapsed in 1991. When Reagan left office in January 1989, he held an approval rate of 68.6%, matching those of Franklin D. Roosevelt and later Bill Clinton as the highest ratings for departing president in the modern era. He was the first president since Dwight T. Eisenhower to serve full, two full terms after the five prior presidents did not. Although he had planned an active post-presidency, Reagan disclosed in November 1994 that he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease earlier that year. <coughs> Afterward, his informal public appearances became more infrequent as the disease progressed. He died at home on June 5, 2004. His tenure constituted a realignment toward conservative policies in the United States, and he is an icon among conservatives. Evaluations of his presidency among historians and the general public placed him among the upper tier of American presidents.
Early life. Ronald Wilson Reagan was born on February 6, 1911, in an apartment on the second floor, on the second floor of a commercial building in Tampico, Illinois. He was the youngest son of Neil Clyde Nee Wilson, 1883-1962, and Jack Reagan, 1883-1941. Jack was a salesman and storyteller whose grandparents were Irish Catholic migrants from County Tipperary, while Neil was of English, English, Irish, and Scottish descent. Reagan's older brother, Neil Reagan, 1908-1996, became an advertising executive. Reagan's father, Dick Tessin, Dutch due to his fat little Dutchman appearance and Dutch boy haircut. <coughs> a nickname that stuck with him throughout his youth. Reagan's family briefly lived in, South, in several towns and cities in Illinois, including Monmouth, Galesburg, and Chicago. In 1919, they returned to Tampico and lived above the H City Pitney Variety Store until finally settling in Dixon, Illinois. After his, after his election as president, Reagan lived in the white, upstairs White House private. <coughs> <coughs> Reagan lived in the upstairs White House private quarters, and he would equip that he was living above the store again. Religion. Ronald Reagan wrote that his mother always expected to find the best of people, and often did. She attended Disciples of Christ Church regularly and was active and very influential within it. She frequently led Sunday school services and gave the Bible readings to the congregation during the services. A firm believer in the power of prayer, she led prayer meetings at church and was in charge of midweek prayers when the pastor was out of town. She was also an adherent of the social gospel movement. Her strong commitment to the church is what induced her son Ronald to become a Protestant Christian rather than a Roman Catholic like his Irish father. He also stated that she strongly influenced his own beliefs. I know that she planted that faith very deeply within me. Within me. Reagan identified himself as a born-again Christian, and Dixon Reagan was strongly influenced by his pastor, Bay Hill Cleaver, and a Rudite scholar. Cleaver was the father of Reagan's fiancé. Reagan saw him a second father, Stephen Vaughn says. At many points, the positions taken by the first Christian church of Reagan's youth coincided with the words, if not the beliefs of the Latter-day Reagan. These positions included faith and providence, so association of Americans, mission with God's will, belief in progress, trust in the work ethic, and admiration for those who achieved wealth, and uncomfortableness with literature and art that questioned the family or challenged nations of proper sexual behavior, presumption that poverty is an individual problem best left to charity rather than the state, since due to problems involving alcohol, drugs, and reticence to use government to protect civil rights for minorities. According to Paul Kanger, Reagan had a particularly strong faith in the goodness of people. This faith stemmed from the optimistic faith of his mother and the disciples of Christ's faith into which he was baptized in 1922. For that period, which was long before the civil rights movement, Reagan's opposition to racial discrimination was unusual. <coughs> he recalled the time when his college football team was staying in a local hotel, which would not allow two black teammates to stay stay there, and he invited them to his parents' home 15 miles, 24 kilometers away in Dixon. His mother invited them to stay overnight and have breakfast the next morning. His father strongly opposed to the Ku Klux Klan due to his Catholic heritage, but also due to the Klan's anti-Semitism and anti-black racism. As he became a prominent actor, Reagan gave his a favor of racial equality following World War II. Formal education 
Reagan attended Dixon High School, where he developed interest in acting, sports, and storytelling. His first job involved working as a lifeguard at the Rock River in Lowell Park in 1927. Over six years, Reagan performed 77 rescues. He attended Eureka College, a Disciples Orange Liberal Arts School, where he became a member of the Tau Kappa Epsilon Fraternity, or cheerleader. He was an indifferent student, majored in economics and sociology, and graduated with a C grade. He developed a reputation as a jack-of-all-trades, excelling in campus politics, sports, and theater. He was a member of the football team and captain of the swim team. He was elected student body president and participated in student protests against the college president. Entertainment career, radio and film. As we graduated from Eureka in 1932, Reagan took jobs in Iowa as a radio announcer at several stations. He moved to WHO Radio in Des Moines as an announcer for Chicago Cubs baseball games. His specialty was creating play-by-play accounts of games using only basic descriptions that the station received by wire as the games were in progress. The Bad Man, 1941. While traveling with the Cubs in California in 1937, Reagan took, an int- took a screen test that led to a seven-year contract with Warner Brothers Studios. He spent the first few years of his solo career in the B-film unit where Dragon joked the producer didn't want them good, he wanted them Thursday. He earned his first screen credit with a starring role in the 1937 movie Love is on on the air, and by the end of 1939, he had already appeared in 19 films, including Dark Victory with Bette Davis and Humphrey Bogart. Before the film, Sante Fe trail with Errol Flynn in 1940. He played the role of George Gibbs in the film Newt Rockney, All-American. From it, he acquired the non-lifelong nickname The Gipper. In 1941, the exhibitor exposed him the fifth most popular star from the younger generation in Hollywood. Reagan played his favorite acting role in 1942's King's Row, where he plays a double amputee who recites the line, whereas the rest of me later used as a title of his 1965 autobiography. Many film critics consider King's Road to be his best movie, though the film was condemned by the New York Times critic Bosley Crowther. King's Road made Reagan a star. Warner intermediate triple his side to $3,000 a week. Early in 1942, he was ordered to military active duty in San Francisco and then became a true film star. <coughs> After his wartime military service, he co-starred in such films as The Voice of Turtle, John Loves Mary, The Hasty Heart, Bedtime for Bonzo, Cattle Queen of Montana, Tennessee's partner, Hellcats in the Navy, the only film in which he appears with Nancy Reagan, and the 1960s remake, The Killers, his final film, Throughout his film career, Reagan's mother answered much of his fan mail. Military service, as they completed 14 home study Army Extension courses, Reagan enlisted in the Army Enlisted Reserve and was commissioned a second lieutenant in the Officer Reserve Corps of the Cavalry on May 25, 1937. On April 18, 1942, Reagan was ordered to active duty for the first time. Due to his poor sight, he was classified for limited service only, which excluded him from serving overseas. His first assignment was at, was at the San Francisco Port of Embarkation at the Fort Mason, California, as a liaison officer at the Port and Transportation Office. Upon the approval of the Army Air Forces, AAF, he applied for a transfer from the Cavalry to the AAF on May 15, 1942, and was signed to AF Public Relations and subsequently to the first motion picture unit, officially the 18th AAF, AAF base unit in Culver City, California. On January 14, 1943, he was promoted to first lieutenant and was sent to the Provisional Task Force Show Unit of this is the Army at the Burbank, California. He re- 
return to the first motion picture unit after completing this duty and was moved to Captain on July 22, 1943. In January 1944, Reagan was ordered to temporary duty to, in New York City to participate in the opening of Sixth War Loan Drive, which campaigned for the purposes of war bonds. He was reassigned to the first motion picture unit on November 14, 1944, where he remained until the end of the World War II. By the end of the war, his units had produced some 400 training films for the Air Force, including cockpit simulations for B-29 crews scheduled to bomb Japan. He was separated from active duty on December 9, 1945 as an Army captain. While he was in service, Reagan obtained a film reel depicting the liberation of the Austrian concentration camp. He held on to it, believing that Dallas would someday arise as to whether the Hall cast had occurred. Screen Actors Guild Presidency Reagan was first elected to the Board of Directors of the Screen Actors Guild, SAG, in 1941, serving as alternate member after World War II. He resumed service and became third vice president in 1946. When the SAG president and six board members resigned in March 1947 due to the union's new bylaws on conflict of interest, Reagan was elected president in a special election. He was subsequently re-elected six times in 1947, 1948, 1949, 1950, 1951, and 1959. <coughs> he led the SAG through implementing the 1947 Taft-Hartley Act, various labor management disputes, and the Hollywood blacklist era. First incident in 1947 by studios actually agreed that they would not employ anyone believed to be or have or to have been communist or sympathetic with radical politics, the blacklist grew steadily larger during the early 1950s, and the U.S. Congress continued to investigate domestic political subversion. Also, during his tenure, Reagan was instrumental in securing residuals for television actors with their episodes when the episodes were rerun, and later for motion picture actors when their studio films aired on TV. FBI informant. In 1946, Reagan served on the National Board of Directors for the Independent Citizens Committee of the Arts, Scientists, and Professions, ICCASP, and had been a member of its Hollywood chapter, HICCASP. His attendance at the July 10, 1946 meeting of HICCASP brought him to the attention of the FBI, which interviewed him on April 10, 1947, in connection with his investigation into HICCASP. Four decades later, it was revealed that during the late 1940s, Reagan, under the code name T-10, and his then-wife, Jane Weimer, provided the FBI with the names of actors within the motion picture industry whom they believed to be in, to be communist sympathizers. Even so, he was uncomfortable with the way the psych was being used by the government, asking during one FBI interview, Dolphy, i.e., the House Un-American Activities Committee, expect us to constitute ourselves as a little FBI of our own and determine just who is a commie and who isn't. HUAC's Hollywood Hearings In October 1947, during HUAC's Hollywood Hearings, Reagan, whose name also appears as Reagan, R-E-G-A-N, in text of the hearings, printed by the U.S. GPO, testified as resident of the Screen Actors Guild, testified. There has been a small group within the Green Actors Guild which has consistently opposed the policy of the Guild Board and officers of the Guild suspected of more or less 
following the tactics that we associate with the Communist Party. At times they have attempted to be a disruptive influence. I have heard different discussions and some of them tagged as communists. I feel myself misled into being a pastor on another occasion for a function that was held under the auspices of the Joint Anti-Fascist Refugee Committee. <coughs> Regarding a jurisdictional strike going on for several months at that time, Reagan testified the first time that this word communist was ever injected into any of the meetings concerning the strike was a meeting was at a meeting in Chicago with Mr. William Hutchinson, the president of the President of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners, who were on strike at the time. He asked the Screen Actors Guild to submit terms to Mr. Walsh for Walsh to give in the settling of the strike, and he told us to tell Mr. Watt that if he would give in on these terms, he would in turn run would run this Sorrel and other commies out, I am quoting him, and break it up. However, Reagan also opposed measures soon to manifest in the month Nixon bill in May 1948 by opining, as it says, I would state or not like to see any political party outlawed on the basis of its political ideology. I detest, I abhor their philosophy, but I detest more than that their tactics, which are those of the fifth column in our dishonest but at the same time, I never, as a citizen, want to see our country become urged by either fear or resentment of this group that we didn't want, that we ever compromise with any of our democratic principles through that fear or resentment. Further asked whether he was aware of communist efforts within the screenwriters' guild, Reagan would not play along, saying, Sir, like the other gentlemen, I must say that <coughs> that, that is hearsay. Television. <coughs> Reagan landed fear of film roles in the late 1950s and moved into television. He was hired as the host of General Electric Theater, a series of wicked drums that became very popular. His contract required him to tour General Electric GE plants 16 weeks out of the year, which often demanded that he give 14 talks per day. He earned approximately 125000 equivalent to $1.1 million in 2019 in this role. The show ran for 10 seasons from 1962, which increased Reagan's national profile. On January 1st, 1950, Reagan was a host of was the host and announcer ABC's coverage of the Turner of Roses Parade. In his final work as a professional actor, Reagan was a host and performer from 1964 to 1965 on the television series Death Valley Days. Following their marriage in 1952, Reagan, Ronald, and Nancy Reagan, who continued to use his stage name Nancy Davis, acted together in three TV episodes, including a 1958 installment of General Electric Theater titled A Turkey for the President. Marriages and Children In 1938, Kate Reagan co-starred in the film Brother Rat with actress Jane Wyman in 1917-2007. They announced their engagement at the Chicago Theater and married on January 26, 1940 at the Wee Kirk Ove o- the Theater over the Heather Church in Glendale, California. Together they had two biological children, Marie, 1941-2001. And Christine, born in 1947, but lived only one day. And adopted a third, Michael B. B. born in 1945. After the couple had argued about Reagan's political ambitions, Wyman filed for divorce in 1948, citing a distraction due to her husband's screen after skill union duties. The divorce was finalized in 1949. Wyman, who was a registered Republican, also stated that the breakup was due to difference in politics. Reagan was still a Democrat at the time, where Reagan, when Reagan became president 32 years later, he became the first divorced person to assume the nation's highest office. Donald Trump, two divorces, would be the second 36 years later. 
Reagan and Wyman continued to be friends until his death, with Wyman voting for Reagan in both his runs and upon his death saying, America has lost a great president and a great kind of gentleman. Reagan met actress Nancy Davis, 1921 to 2016 in 1949, and she, after she contacted him in his capacity as president of the Screen Actors Guild, he helped her with issues regarding her name appearing in, on a communist blacklist in Hollywood. She had been mistaken for another Nancy Davis. She described their meeting by saying, I don't know if it was exactly love at first sight, but it was pretty close. They were engaged at Chasen's restaurant in Los Angeles and were married on March 4th. 1952 at the Little Brown Church in the Valley, North Hollywood, now Studio City, San, San Fernando Valley. Actor William Holder served as best man at the ceremony. They had two children, Patty, born 1952, and Ronald Ron, born 1958. The couple's relationship was close, authentic, and intimate. During his presence, they often displayed affection for one another. One press secretary said they never took each other for granted. They never stopped courting. He often called her Mommy, and she called him Ronnie. He once wrote to her, whatever, whatever, it, wrote to her, whatever I treasure and enjoy, all would, <coughs> all would be meeting if I didn't have you. In 1998, while he was stricken by Alzheimer's, Nancy told Vanity Fair, our relationship is very special. We are very much in love and still are. When I say my life began with Ronnie, well, it's true. I it did. I can't imagine life without him. Nancy Reagan died on March 6, 2016 at the age of 94. Early political career. Ronald Reagan began a, as a Hollywood Democrat and Franklin D. Roosevelt was a true hero to him. He moved to the right wing in the 1950s, became a Republican in 1962, and emerged as a leading conservative spokesman in the Goldwater campaign in 1964. In his early political career, he he, re, he joined numerous political committees and with a left-wing orientation, such as the American Veterans Committee. He fought against Republican-sponsored right-to-work legislation, supported Helen Gahagan Douglas in 1950 when she was defeated for the Senate by Richard Nixon. It was his realization that communists were a powerful backstage influence in those groups that led him to rally his friendship against them. At rallies, Reagan quickly spoke with a strong ideological dimension. In December 1945, he was stopped from leading an anti-nuclear rally in Hollywood by pressure from Warner Brothers Studio. He would later make nuclear weapons a key point of his presidency when he specifically stated his opposition to mutual assured destruction. Reagan also built on previous efforts to limit the spread of nuclear weapons. In, 19, in the 1948 presidential election, Reagan strongly supported Harry S. Truman and appeared on stage with him during a campaign speech in Los Angeles in the early 1950s. His relationship with actress Nancy Davis grew, and he shifted to the right. We endorsed the presidency against Dwight D. Eisenhower in 1952 and 1956 and Richard Nixon in 1960. Reagan was hired by General Electric GE in 1954 to host the General Electric Theater, a weekly TV drama series. He also traveled across the country to give motivational speeches to over 200,000 GE employees. His many speeches, which he wrote himself, were nonpartisan but carried a concerted pro-business message. He was influenced by Lemuel Bulwer, a senior GE executive. Bulwer, known for his tough stance against unions and his innovative strategies to win over workers, championed the core tenets of modern American conservatism, free markets, anti-communism, lower taxes, and limited government. Eager for a larger stage but not allowed to 
into politics by GE. He quit and formally registered as a Republican. He often said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party, the party left me. When the legend that would become Medicare was introduced in 1961, he created a recording for the American Medical Association, AMA, warning that such legislation would mean the end of freedom in America. Reagan said that if his listeners did not write letters to prevent it, he will awake to find that we have socialism. And if you don't do this, and if I don't do it, one of these days you and I are going to spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. And the Democrat initiatives he opposed in the includes the food stamp program, raising the minimum wage and the establishment of the Peace Corps. He also joined the National Rifle Association, NRA, and would become a lifetime member. Reagan gained national contention in his speeches for conservative presidential contender Barry Goldwater in 1964. Speaking for Goldwater, Reagan stressed his belief in the importance of small government. He consulted the themes that he had developed in his talks to for GE to deliver his famous speech, A Time for Choosing. The founding fathers knew a government can't control the economy without controlling people, and they knew when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. So we have to come. So we have come to a time for choosing. You and I are told we must choose between a left or a right, but I suggest there is no such thing as a left or a right. There is only an up or down, up to man's old, age-old dream. The maximum of individual freedom consisted with order or down to an ant eat of totalitarianism. October twenty-seventh, nineteen sixty-four. This, a time to choose for choosing speech, was not run enough to turn around the faltering Goldwater campaign, but it was a crucial event that started Reagan's national political visibility. David Broder of the Washington Post called it the most successful national political debut since William James Bryant electrified the 1896 Democratic Convention of his cross of gold speech. Stay tuned for part two of U.S. President number 40, Ronald W. Reagan.